Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, we are underway here on this fine Monday morning, November 6th, kicking off this week of NHL action. we got four games ahead of us on the schedule here tonight. So today on the show, myself, Alex B. Smith, we will break down a little bit of what went on over the weekend, as well as preview all four games for tonight. Give out best bets, run through our picks for uh, for tonight's games. If you do have questions in the chat, please make sure to fire them in there. If you're watching right now, you have not hit that subscribe button on the channel, please hit subscribe here and hit that like button while you're at it. Now, before we get into today's show, get into this weekend's stuff, what went on, I want to remind everybody that today's show is sponsored by Betstamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to help you do so. Betstamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetSamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today, available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And if you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework or click the link in the description. That is betstamp.app slash edgework. Check it out there. If you sign up through these uh, links, it does help support the show. Now, Alex... I mean, we did have a pretty solid day there on Saturday for us from a betting perspective. If you follow us on yep. Twitter at EdgeworkHQ, you would have seen we were one game away if it wasn't for uh, Pizzola, that is, uh, from sweeping the board on Saturday with our best bets given out. But pretty good day for us there. Not so great of a weekend, that is, for the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid coming out after talking about their start to the season and bringing up the fact that so far this year, it's been, in quotes, a death by a thousand cuts. Every small mistake, every big mistake, it turns out going against them. It results in some type of goal against a loss for them. Now the losses on this year have piled up for the Edmonton Oilers. If you are a fan of the Oilers, or if you're in the front office for the Oilers right now, what's your level of panic with this team? so far to start this season it's high i mean the the, the panic level is high definitely uh defcon two if not defcon one right now because this is a team you're expecting to go you know far into the postseason and here they are struggling in october and november this is not good yeah. you know and injuries are going to happen okay mcdavid couldn't stay healthy forever he got banged up okay that, that's fine but you know what that doesn't explain the rest of the team and that's always been the issue for the last several years what about the rest of the team? It's not just McDavid and Dreisaitl that are just playing on this team. It's not just the goaltending. Okay, it's, it's 23 guys on this club, so they all have to pull their weight, and there's just been an uneven distribution of weight pulling amongst this team for quite some time, and now it seems like the core group of those guys are either getting tired or just getting frustrated. You've got younger guys who, or, or newer guys in that club who just aren't plugging into the system, and then you do have yeah. iffy goaltending. Jack Campbell is somebody who can't be relied on. That's now been proven in, in two, three different places in his career. Stuart Skinner is having a sophomore slump. That's going to happen, especially when you have a goaltender who wasn't expecting to play as many minutes as he was as he did over the last couple of years. So, uh, right. you know, you just got a, a mashup of things now. They're all a complete mess. And the thing is, 
firing Woodcroft really isn't going to change everything overnight, in my opinion. Uh, making a bunch of trades aren't going to change things overnight, in my opinion. I think you have some chemistry issues, uh, potentially. You can just be creating more by adding new players in, uh, you know, in, in the mix, in the shuffle. So it, it's really bad right now for Edmonton. I don't, I don't know what they can do moving forward. To be honest. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I was going to ask you, what do they do moving forward? Because, I mean, as you said, you're you're kind of in a spot here where it doesn't feel like one trade is going to change anything. It's difficult to make trades within a season that are going to drastically overhaul the outlook of a team. Firing Woodcroft doesn't really feel like that's going to be the solution. I mean, I had people asking me, do you think that Woodcroft's on his way out the door in Edmonton? It's like, well, that team has kind of just run through coaches. And at what point do you sit there and say, well, maybe it's not necessarily the coach, but it's personnel here and the way that the team is put together. You go into the season knowing that you've got some iffy goaltending. You feel like defense might be a little bit better, but doesn't seem like they can defend. It doesn't feel like uh, they're going to get any of that goaltending. I don't know if there's a goaltender out there that's even necessarily available at this point in time to come in and help with this team turn things around. Now, I will ask this, though. I'm curious your thoughts. This Oilers team, I'm not going to call it a lost season. I don't think you can. When you have McDavid and Dreisaitl on your team and you have players of that caliber who could just kind of win games for you at any given moment and take over and go on some unbelievable run, you can't call it a lost season. I mean, we've even seen teams over the past couple of years, uh, even looking back to, hey, St. Louis Blues in the year that they were last place coming out of Christmas and you go on to win the Cup, you can turn things around. But what are reasonable expectations for this team for this season? Because there seems to be a lot of sentiment online that it – it feels more and more like this could be a season where the Oilers might even miss the playoffs. It's possible. I mean, when you look at this this uh, Pacific Division and how things have flipped around now, uh, yeah. Edmonton, the only team worse than them right now in the Pacific Division is San Jose, and we we know San Jose is not going anywhere. But uh, yeah. so this is this is a, a, an uphill climb now that you didn't expect to have. It'd be one thing if you were in the middle of the pack, but now you're looking up at. Vegas, Vancouver's having a great year. Anaheim so far is looking good. Seattle, I think, hasn't even reached their full potential yet. And, and same thing with Calgary. So there's a lot in front of you, and there's some good teams. There's at least four, if not five, quality teams in that division right now. And and none of those teams are the Edmonton Oilers. So that, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I see you here. Mike Bromberg bringing up feels like Edmonton, Toronto, Calgary. Should all make early sh- uh, shake up the roster uh, with trades like now. Yeah, I For, mean, for Toronto and Calgary? I would agree. Yeah, I think I think yeah. They, yeah, sooner than later. You can't wait for the deadline because you you if you already had these kind of issues now, by the time you're at the deadline, you're talking about like I said, possibly not even making the playoffs or, or, or fighting for a wild card spot. You don't want to you know leave it a chance at that point. Do something now, get things rolling, and, and be situated so that you know in Christmas and in the New Year you're playing good winning hockey, and then you can add more pieces if needed during the deadline and then look to be a true contender. Other than that, yeah, you're, you're wasting time waiting until after, you know, oh, well, let's see where we are at Christmas. Let's see where we are in the New Year's. Next thing you know, it's All-Star break, and all of a sudden now there's three teams ahead of you in the wildcard race. So. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. Start off the show with a negative note. I'm going to flip it over. We'll just get some <laughs> positive out of this. Um, Alex, I want to hear, how is it feeling right now to be a Blackhawks fan and seeing, I mean, I saw the goal from Bedard the other day, comes down, does the little patented, Bedard outside in toe drag, but also mixed in with the shot where he goes far side, posts it in, just like 
this guy's release is absolutely incredible. It's fun to watch him play, but then on top of that, he's at home in Chicago and does the little skate by the stands, get everybody going, gets the crowd fired up. This kid yeah. looks like he's absolutely loving the moment right now, not afraid of the spotlight, not afraid of any type of pressure that's going to be put on him throughout the remainder of his career. How's it feeling right now to be a Blackhawks fan watching this kid just kind of blossom into already 10 games into the season what seems to be uh, just a poised mature nhl player right now yeah it's fantastic to watch you know he's, he's a lot of fun like you said he's got a great release a great shot and to see that kind of confidence already 10 games into his nhl career is fantastic and it's something that you know the hawks can build upon right? you know hopefully uh like i said obviously the team's building around him in the future but to get more players that have that kind of energy and intensity, that's the kind of, you know, uh, you know, that's the kind of building upon that the Hawks need. They need that energy that the fan base needs that energy. And so it's just a great thing to see so far. All right. Final piece that we'll touch on here before we get into tonight's game. So, but uh, the Anaheim Ducks, uh, is this kind of what, is this what you expected out of them to start this season? Or is this being a little bit of a pleasant surprise to watch them and their level of compete every night? Uh, I believe it's Lucas Dostal is how you say his name there in Anaheim. His start to the season, how well that they've been playing, and uh, what are your thoughts on their start to the season right now? Yeah, I didn't expect this Ducks team to be as good as they are, but they are fantastic and they are a ton of fun to watch. Greg Cronin has them playing competitive hockey every single night, something we haven't been able to see about yeah. Anaheim since the Getzlaff and Perry days. So uh, it's, it's a fun team to watch. You mentioned Lucas Dostal, uh, you know, a guy who didn't really hear a whole lot about. You know, he had some good AHL numbers, but it just didn't kind of seem like, oh, well, you know, where's his you know ceiling going to be? And it was hard to kind of tell because John Gibson just seemed to be like he's going to be the number one guy in Anaheim for as long as he wants to be. Of course, now there have been talks that he's more likely going to get moved at some point. If it's not at the uh, trade deadline, perhaps maybe next year he wants to go somewhere else and play with a contender. But now all of a sudden, this Anaheim team's playing arguably the best hockey that he's seen since, uh, you know, early in his rookie years when this team was a, a perennial playoff team. So uh, having Gibson and Dostal a formidable one-two tandem and when you look at, you know, we just talked about the Pacific Division, how tight everything is. It's going to come down to goaltending. Teams like Vegas uh, and, and teams like Anaheim, those are teams I trust more than teams like Calgary, teams like Edmonton, who have some goaltending questions right now. So uh, the Ducks are in a good spot as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, four games on the schedule here tonight. So we'll go through each of those. You don't have bets in every one of the games, but uh, we'll dig into each of those. I mean, Alex, you say you need a haircut. I see JH in the chat here saying you need a haircut. Um what are you guys talking Thursday. about? Like, look at Thursday. what I've got going on here. I got one coming up tomorrow, <laughs> so that's what I got to yeah. trim this thing up. It's getting uh, become a little bit of a mess. But if you are watching in the chat right now, you have not hit the like button, hit the like button before we get into these games here tonight. If you do have questions, thoughts, whatever it is, fire those away into the chat. Interested to see what everyone else's thoughts are on these games. But we'll start in chronological order here. 7 p.m. here tonight. Tampa Bay Lightning in town here tonight facing off against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Toronto right now minus 150. The Tampa Bay Lightning plus 136 coming into this one. A total of six and a half as it sits right now. Alex, do you have any thoughts here on tonight's game? I mean, you're looking at a Leafs team that kind of is squandering. There's uh, a lot of unrest, unease in the city right now. Fire Keefe, uh campaigns going on trade marner campaigns going on uh what a just what a 
relaxed and comfortable fan base as i'm sure you can imagine it is here right now with <laughs> yeah. this with this start but uh going into this game here tonight which is effectively a rivalry game a big moment for this Leafs team to possibly get up and actually compete in a game which traditionally would be a spot where um they would fold like a cheap lawn chair but <laughs> you have any thoughts on tonight's game and uh, and where this price is currently being set at yeah, I mean, these, these are always tough battles, right? Like you said, this, you know, this is a rivalry. We've seen the you old know, back-to-back playoff series, and uh, these teams really go back and forth with one another. And this is one, like I said, I just kind of want to wait and see because Tampa Bay, you know, my natural gut feeling, of course, it was been, you know, the beginning of the year, fade them without Vasilevsky, right? But we can't necessarily do that because this team has played well in front of Jonas Johansson at times. Uh, you see even Matt Tompkins has given, you know, two decent starts despite losing both. So uh, this isn't, you know, the worst goaltending league. San Jose has that by far. But uh, this is still <laughs> a, a, a team that you can't trust on a night-in, night-out San Jose basis. barely has goaltending in there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right yeah barely. Like, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely awful. Yeah, like, and, and, and it's funny to think that Johansson and Tompkins, when you looked at their combined NHL statistics before the season started, you would think that no matter how bad the Sharks were the team, this would still be a, a horrible one-two tandem. But that hasn't been the case, and it's been because of the players in front blocking shots. They've been getting that quality Tampa Bay kind of tight defense, but it just hasn't always balanced out to uh, just that that you know overall total play we're used to seeing from the Lightning. So this is a, a, a tough battle. This is what I want to wait and see, maybe grab something live in-game. Uh, you know, we won the BetCast last uh, playoffs, and even this past year where we saw – Toronto come back from a big lead and, and, and get a win. So uh, this may be one of those spots where you look for, you know, next team to score live. And if Toronto's down a goal, down two goals, take a shot at them to score and uh, maybe grab some money line, uh, you know, at a higher price and hope for a comeback. Yeah, I mean, currently sitting at minus 150. I'll be honest, as someone who watches this team as much as I do, like this is not something I would be willing to lay with them, uh, especially against Tampa. And a good point here, Mel bringing up um, with the Leafs in an early weeknight home game. Yeah, you are looking at a spot here where these weeknight home games for this team yep. seems like everyone gets there late, uh, gets to their seats late, it's quiet, uh, they don't get into it as much, and then even later on people aren't into it as much because you've got to go to get up and go to work the next day. It's just a, uh, a sad, boring state of affairs here on these weeknight games. And when you're looking at, hey, Tampa's in town, people should be fired up doesn't seem to traditionally be the case for Toronto. Now, I will say for this team here tonight, something to look for that I think is interesting is Matthew Nyes is moved up to the first line, which is something that I think people in Toronto have been waiting for for a little bit here. And you got the call-up of uh, Nick Robertson now. So you're going to get a little bit of a different look here on the third line with Robertson, uh, Domi at center, and Yarncroke on that wing. I think you get a little bit more skill, scoring ability, and speed. So... You could get a little bit of a different look through the three lines from this Leafs team, but still, no matter what, at the end of the day, this team, it's going to come down to actually wanting it and wanting to win. I don't really know if they have that, Alex. I don't know if they have that in them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what, what you do to fix the, the crowd situation for these weeknight games. You get about three or four cases of Blackberry Brandy, about three or four cases of Casamigos <laughs> tequila, and you sell $4 shots for anybody who gets there an hour before the game. And that's how you start getting a rowdy crowd. That's how you get, because like I said, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, watching mass sometimes when you see Leafs games on TV, it's, it's unbelievable. You have to have something to fire the crowd up. And it, for whatever reason, I don't know what, what, what does it for, for Toronto fans, but maybe a little liquor might help. I don't know. 
Well, it might have something to do with the fact that standing room only seats are like 220 bucks and uh, yeah. the beers are about 18. So that's uh, so there you go. They that's go where it gets cheap, unfortunate. Cheap $5 shots for people who get there an hour before you puck drop and I bet you have a, a lively crowd for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, there you go. That's the preview of the Leafs-Lightning game. Now, in terms of we'll move on here and another game here on the schedule, another 7 p.m. start, of course. Uh, you get the Florida Panthers at home tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Florida minus 215. Blue Jackets plus 192, best price available, and a total of six and a half right now. Is there any way you would want to get an interest, uh, get involved in this Blue Jackets-Panthers game for tonight? No, I'd probably look at the over six and a half. That's just kind of a of a gut reaction right now with, with these two teams. But uh, that's probably the only thing that comes to mind. I'm definitely not laying a price with Florida. Columbus is just still kind of one of those teams you can't really trust to be uh, you know consistent night in night out to give you a, a win as a big dog necessarily. So this is the one game on the board that I definitely pass. All right, fair enough. Well, nothing for us there. We won't waste uh, time going over this uh, as we do have a couple best bets and we have those in the games coming up. So moving on, the Boston Bruins, Dallas Stars. This is going to be actually an exciting one to watch here. We see the Bruins finally drop one in regulation the other day. Now going up against the Dallas team that's been pretty good to start this season as well. In Dallas here tonight, minus 130 for the Stars. Bruins plus 122, total of five and a half right now. But you're not looking to the full game uh, markets, Alex. What side are you looking at or where are you looking at in regards to uh, making a bet on tonight's Stars-Bruins game? Yeah, looking at this first period over, I was, uh, you know, looking back at their history, you go back a ways four and two. Uh, the last six meetings to the first period over. And like you said, this is a you know, Dallas team that was on the road, you know, played some tight games and now coming back home against a Boston team that, you know, coming off of, uh, you know, facing their first loss. So it's definitely could be some, you know, kind of posturing and, and team to two teams that are battling, looking to get some higher scoring uh, offense going early in the contest. So only laying, I mean, I'm seeing it cheap as a dollar 11 at one book, dollar uh, 12 at pinnacle. These are great prices for first period over. You don't get to see these too often. So, I'm laying it here with uh with the Bruins and Stars first period over. All right, there you go. Over one and a half, minus eleven in the Stars Bruins game here tonight, first period. So we'll take that, lock that one in as our first play here on the show today. Now going on to the uh, actually before we move off this, actually question in the chat is a good question yeah. here for you, Alex. Thoughts on the draw in the Boston versus Dallas game? Yeah, I mean, I would I would give it some consideration. We've seen some overtimes uh, with these two teams going all the way back to 2017. There's been four overtime meetings. Uh, the last meeting on Valentine's last year, that was a 3-2 uh, game that the Stars lost. That game went past regulation. So uh, that's a, a solid look. You know, plus 333, that's not the best price in the world, but uh, but that's fair enough. Okay, now moving on, final game of the night here. Final game, we do have another best bet in here. We're going to look out to the West Coast. Two teams going in opposite directions that you wouldn't have necessarily expected to be going opposite directions right now. The Vancouver Canucks. I mean, we've got guys here in Toronto, someone we're friends with uh, from the Bet Stamp office who's a Canucks fan, was trying to sell us the other day on the fact that the Canucks were going to sweep the board, coach of the year, to win the Western Division, to win the Pacific Division, Norris Trophy, Vesna. he's saying that the Canucks were going to clean sweep everything out there across. Maybe a little bit delusional he is, but <laughs> nonetheless was trying to sell us on that. This Vancouver team at home tonight, plus 101 against the Edmonton Oilers in town, minus 110. And as we mentioned off the top of the show, this Oilers team struggling a little bit. Over, We got a total of seven, the over plus money as of right now. 
Mel asking, and I was going to ask you, why is Edmonton favored? Is this a situation tonight where we have the wrong team favored? Uh, I, th- I think so, yes. And Edmonton's still going to draw favorite money because they are a public team. Uh, you know, people who don't always bet hockey, they know the name Connor McDavid. They know the Edmonton Oilers logo, so they, that they're always going to draw attention. Same thing with the Maple Leafs, same thing with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're just teams that are always going to draw public money and attention. So that's why you see Edmonton favorite here in this spot, but they shouldn't be. Uh, and, and I get that, you know, you look at previous history, Vancouver dominated them in the, in the you know first two games that was early in the year. So you think, okay, well, maybe Edmonton now, they're going to be geared up. This is a division foe. They need to get a big win. Maybe this is the time, and, and you got people throwing money at that. I, I wouldn't be uh, so sure about that. Must win doesn't mean will win. You don't say that as early as November. But, but that is always a, yeah. uh, a valid point to make at any time of the year. Vancouver is playing good hockey right now. I think they're playing calm, relaxed hockey. And I think that's the big difference between them and Edmonton, where Edmonton's tightening the sticks. Every play – feels like it's game seven of the, of the Stanley Cup final because uh, the pressure has mounted so much now with Edmonton and, and the fact that they put themselves behind the eight ball. So I'm taking a shot with the more relaxed team, and that's Vancouver. You can grab it as low as even money at FanDuel. Yeah, you, we're going to take the even money here. That's available. Best price, Pinnacle, plus 101 right now. Uh, Alex, how far would you be willing to play this? Because we are seeing a wide variety of prices on this one. Uh, so definitely shop around. Make sure you use yeah. the Bet Stamp app. Sign up for multiple sports books. But, like, someone's listening to this later. Maybe the price has moved a little bit. What's the max where you're willing to lay or play this Canucks team at? My cutoff would be $1.10. Uh, you know, as okay. I'm looking at the board now, I'm seeing some dollar fifteens, dollar eighteens. There's no reason to be laying that when you can get uh, plus money or or, or under a dollar ten. So, dollar ten or under that that's my my threshold to to, to buy on this portfolio. All right, there you go. We'll lock in the Canucks right now, plus one hundred and one uh, money line for tonight. Now, uh, I'm gonna. I'm interested. I'm going to pry a little bit on this. You said you're in a situation here where, yeah, no, it's not must win because we are in November, but. Where is it that you kind of set the barometer for trying to determine what a team will be or what a team is in any given season throughout the year? Traditionally here, it's feel like it's being considered American Thanksgiving. That's when you kind of know this is who you are. uh, This is the outlook of your team. Maybe you have to start making decisions based on that from American Thanksgiving on. Is that kind of where you set things at? And the second piece that I'm going to ask you in terms of this is like, especially with regards to this Oilers team, what do they do if they get to American Thanksgiving and things haven't really improved so far? Yeah, so this time of year, so now we're so November sixth going into Thanksgiving this year is about the twenty third. So this this stretch of time is where I'm, I'm looking to see where the contenders and the pretenders are. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you're in or you're out of the playoffs, as you mentioned. There've been teams like St. Louis who were last place yeah. in you know New Year's Day and, and and win it all. So it's not you know you can't go by that anymore. In and out is not on American Thanksgiving, but knowing who's going to be a legitimate contender to make a deep run in the playoffs or win a Stanley Cup or a team that's just going to fizzle out in the first round or not even, you know, make it out of the wild card race. We know those teams coming up now. And as of where things stand on November 6th, Edmonton is the team that would be fighting for their wild card lives. Uh, so now if they get to, you know, the 23rd and, you know, they've still been playing 500 hockey between now and then. Yeah, they're in trouble, and I, I don't know if they can really – they can't make any moves as if they're going to be a team to, to win the Western Conference of the Stanley Cup, right? So now yeah. if you're already at that point, and that's really that was really your, your goal or bust if you're an Edmonton team, now you got to realize the fact that, hey, we might just be a team that's only good enough to make it to the second round of the playoffs again for another year. 
you know, or, or maybe get to a Western Conference final if we get lucky enough and 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 get lucky with a uh, a good matchup early. Is that really what you want to do if you're Edmonton? You know, aren't you trying to build for something bigger? So do you, you know, maybe move a couple of pieces now and try to just do like a small rebuild so you can be ready for a run next year? Or do you start really, you know, looking and saying, hey, we've had McDavid for, and McDryside for all, all these years, Nugent Hopkins, all these guys, and we haven't won squat. So maybe we blow the whole thing up. I don't know. I think that's a bit aggressive. But I think they might be trying to look for a, a quick fix. It's going to be a patch up first. But at some point between now and April, if this team, if they if they miss the playoffs, then yeah, you got to be looking at a gigantic, you know, tear down and rebuild, and it, and it could mean uh, ninety seven or twenty nine out of Edmonton uh, in the offseason. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show here today, please make sure to hit that like button, subscribe here to the Edric HQ YouTube channel. If you like NBA content coming up shortly here, the uh, Board NBA, head over to that YouTube channel, Jacob Germania. Pips NBA giving out player props, sides, totals for NBA games here tonight. You got a couple plays out of us for the NHL, only four games on the board here tonight, but plenty of NBA games in action. So you're going to want to head over there and find out what they're betting for tonight's NBA games. If that's something you're interested in now to recap tonight's picks uh, and what we have on the schedule for tonight for the Edgework show, you can track all these, by the way, in the Betstamp app in the find better section as Edgework HQ. But we are looking at the Boston Bruins Dallas Stars first period over one and a half minus 111 there full unit on that and the Vancouver Canucks money line tonight at home against the Edmonton Oilers plus 101 full unit there as well. So Bruins Stars first period over one and a half minus 111 and finally the Canucks money line plus 101 tonight against Vancouver, uh, against the Edmonton Oilers full unit in both of those plays. If you enjoyed the show today again please make sure to hit that like button subscribe here to the channel Alex. As always, thank you for taking the time to do this here this morning. To all of you yep. in the chat, head on over to the Board NBA later tonight, this afternoon, 5 p.m. Hit the books, college football bets, previews, picks, predictions. Then after that, Rob Pozzola on the Forward Progress YouTube channel doing a watch-along for tonight's Monday night football game. Plenty of content all out there today as part of the Hammer Betting Network. Make sure to check all of that out. Subscribe across all the different channels. Bets give, being given out. But we will see you guys back here tomorrow morning. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets. Let's have a day.